it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Please, please welcome in our new sponsor, Fishing Clash. Download Fishing Clash for free right now on your mobile phone by typing in Fishing Clash in the search bar of your Google Play or App Store. Open the menu in the top right-hand corner, choose the gift code section, and input my special code TASKMASTER to get an awesome reward for a total value of $20. Enjoy chilling atmosphere after a hardworking day. Get familiar with different types of fish species and their habits. You can choose one or two or you know what you like the most. Explore amazing fishing spots worldwide from Florida to Kamchatka. Whether you prefer fly fishing, ice fishing, trolling, you'll admire the look of all the fishing spots available in this game. This game will help you remember how you went fishing with your dad when you were a kid. So download Fishing Clash today for free on your mobile phone by typing in Fishing Clash in the search bar of the Google Play or App Store. Open the menu in the top right-hand corner, choose Gift Code section, and input the special code TASKMASTER to get a total value of $20. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the fishing clash as it is a great casual time killer Taskmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, the star of the show, the former WCW and ECW World Tag Team Champion, one of the greatest minds and bookers ever in the history of the business, the Games Master, the Taskmaster, devil himself, Mr. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, how are you doing today, sir? Very good, JP. Thank you very much. What is going on in your world? I know you're you're booking again a little bit, right, in, in, uh, in Florida? Uh, no, I'm not booking. I've just made some appearances. 
for uh, CCW. Very nice group of guys. They got they got something good going. They run about uh, eight to ten times a month. So they got a nice little place going. Wow, that's a lot, especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah. They're doing very, very good. Not booking, though. How, why you, They no. didn't want you to book, or what's going on with that? No, I mean, I just do some commentary for them once in a while. It's not a full-time gig. And they're very good at what they're doing. I feel like Florida, you booking, I don't know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, but, hey, it's a different time. And I'm not... I don't want to be there all the time because I'm not here all the time either. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, they're doing very, very well though. Yeah. If you're working that many times a month or they're booking shows that many times a month, yeah. I mean, it's usually nowadays, once a month, maybe twice, you know? Yeah. They run a lot of double shots of Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Sometimes they run three. So they're doing really well. Who's the uh, guy behind? Is that Gangrel? Who's behind that promotion? Well, Gangrel is the head trainer. They got a very nice uh, uh, gym, you know, and Gangrel's the head trainer, and he's fabulous. He's fabulous. And uh, they got a good rapport. Nelio is the one of the owners. Dan's the other one. And uh, they get along very well. I think they've been running for, like, 19 years but they just picked up the pace the last four or five i guess four years ago wow nice yeah yeah nice picking up uh picking up down there in florida nice yeah yeah i'm, I'm glad for them so in the news lately has been the story about william regal i don't know if you were familiar with it but did you hear anything about william regal and leaving aew no so he was there for nine months only, so less than a year, and he's already gone. He left. He's back in WWE. Well, he's Hunter's close friend, right? Yes. I mean, did, was it uh, he not on a contract or what was it? So the rumor was he had signed a three-year deal. Tony Khan had said it was a one-year deal with an option for more and that Regal had asked him personally to let him out of the contract that he wanted to go back to WB and that his son is, I think his name is Charlie Dempsey on the roster. His son is wrestling and he wants to be a part of NXT again. And he wants to go be with his son rather than stay in AEW. That's a tough one. You know what I mean? You signed the contract. But, you know, that was very gracious of Tony. He said he won't do it often, but if it's a family situation like that, since they're a family company, he yeah. will let guys out of the contract to go be with their family. Yeah, I understand that too. You know, so it worked out mutual. And Tony showed class, and I'm sure Regal had, was very persuasive about it's his kid. He wants to be with his kid. You can't blame him. The only thing was when Malachi Black asked for a release to go be with his wife, that got poo-pooed. No. Andrade, same thing as his wife, Charlotte Flair. He, and that got no. So, I don't know, I guess father-son is different, maybe, than, than wife-husband? Uh, still family, you know what I mean? But maybe uh, Regal presented, or, you know, 
where so we had three more months to go. We was going to go anyway. Maybe Tony figured, well, you know, you're going to go. I'm going to lose you anyway. Let's cut ties now. I mean, I don't know what his thought process would be, but I mean, that was, again, gracious of him. And I'm sure it was gracious of Regal how he handled it. With Regal and Triple H, obviously that was his right-hand man. You heard rumors that he was actually shocked that they released Regal. Obviously, Triple H was sick at that point. He had some heart issues. But when they released Regal, apparently he was shocked. And he even was talking about it recently, how he wanted him to be a part of war games. And he was mentioning Survivor Series and all this stuff about Regal. So it was almost like, yeah, his son may play a factor in it for sure. But I feel like it might be more Triple H saying, hey, can you get out of this contract? You're, you know, you're, you're like my Pat Patterson, so to speak, to like what he was to Vince. Yeah, and I'm sure... There was a back channel between, I'm not sure of anything, but I would assume there might have been a back channel between Triple H and Tony. I mean, the businessman. You know, and uh, when a guy wants to go, sometimes it's best to just let him go. Did you like the way they wrote him off of TV? I didn't see that one. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so basically he had turned on, he was managing John Moxley. He right. turned on him and joined with MJF. MJF is cutting a promo. He's talking. He puts on the brass knucks, nails Regal in the back of his head and his neck. I mean, he sold it like he got shot. He sold it like it was like Jeff uh, JFK getting shot. He was like completely sprawled out, and they had the ambulance and everything else. So they wrote him off saying that MJF basically took, a, you know, took his career from him. Very smart. Put the heat on MJF. So they got something out of it. So that's good. Do you like the fact that Moxley didn't get his revenge on him, though? Because he helped cheat and Moxley got screwed. You know, I saw that interview with Brian Danielson and Moxley and Regal. To me, Moxley's the closest thing to Steve Austin. When I was watching that interview, I said to myself, would Austin handled it that way? No. But I know what they're trying to do. Put layers on their booking. And when I sat back and thought about it, there was a very, very interesting way they could have went. And I'm sure they were going to. Until Regal left, they were going to go for probably a big blow up with Regal and Moxley, and uh, sometimes it's better to do something that's completely out of the box. And I, I thought Danielson did a hell of a job on that interview. If you want to beat somebody up, he was on his knee. Please, John, mm -hmm. please. He did a great job. So maybe they would have got a bigger pop out of it by uh, Moxley not doing Moxley that one segment. You know, had people scratching their heads and talking about it because we're talking about it now, right? Yep. So, yeah, I think uh, they handled it right. And they definitely handled putting the uh, heat on MJF, but it was a tough, maybe they wanted to get away from that angle because he was leaving and they were saying MJF may need a little bit more than Moxley. I don't know. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, to me, it was almost like, wow, Moxley never like got his revenge on him. I mean, no MJF gets the heat, but no revenge for, for Moxley. Yeah. But I'm with you on this one. He didn't get his revenge, but he did show a different side of himself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That he, so I think they got everything they needed to accomplish. And they got two guys coming out of there looking good with Regal. So, looks like Regal is is headed back to WWE soon. Not not yet, but but soon. Do you think that he goes hand in hand and works with Triple H, or does he work with his son down in NXT? Oh, I think he he'll go to NXT, but he's going to be working with Hunter. You know, I'm sure he's going to be pulling duty everywhere with Hunter. Like you said, he's his Pat Patterson. I'm actually surprised that him and Triple H are so close in age, just because like when you think about Regal. Like he's only fifty four. Like I know he's it was wrestling since he was seventeen or eighteen, so he's got thirty five, thirty six years of experience. I'm just surprised he's so young. When I think about him, I would think like he's in his sixties. The way he carries himself, he carries himself a lot older. In the facial expressions, I I happen to enjoy Regal. Yeah, and he basically was Triple H's mentor when Triple H got into WCW, right? I mean, so it was, and he's only a few years older, but it was like he's got so much more wrestling and life experience. Yeah, and he's been around the world. You know what I mean? He wrestled in Europe. He wrestled in England uh, for a long time. I think he started in England, then he went to Germany and all over Europe. So he has a great uh, view overall view of wrestling so today the topic at hand we want to talk about was mr eric bischoff he's got a new book out now called uh, grateful and i know not that long ago on 83 weeks his own podcast he was actually talking about you i don't know if you got the the chance to hear but we want today we want to talk about eric bischoff did you happen to get catch him talking about you no i didn't and i usually listen to it but i was gone that week traveling he had some nice things to say. I was surprised. He had some nice things like, but I know he's been on this show before, and you guys got along great. So obviously, yeah. good good relationship nowadays with Eric. 
Yeah, and I always had a good relationship with Eric. Eric was very good to me. I mean, Eric, I got to give a lot of credit to Eric. He came in, and I don't think anybody else, well, I know everybody else that tried that thought they knew what they're doing failed. Eric succeeded in a big way. And Eric, what Eric had going for him was, you know, we talk, always talk about patents. Yep. Eric didn't have that track in his head. Do you know what, what I'm saying about that? I mean, he hadn't been. Different oh, voice. This, yeah. This, does, this works because it worked 10 years ago. This worked because it worked 15 years ago. He was fresh. He was innovative. He could judge talent 90% of the time. Uh, very smart, handled a job that was probably harder than anybody's job in the wrestling business, the dealing with the North Tower and keeping them away as long as he did. He did a brilliant job there, brilliant job uh, with the negotiations with Japan. I mean, think about it. We got a million dollars a year. 22 years ago, 25 years ago, and our guys got paid by the Japanese when they went over there and their salary. And when the Japanese came to us, New Japan paid their salary. So it was a great, Eric's a great negotiator, obviously. When did you actually first meet Eric? Uh, I first met Eric when they had that, was it a pay-per-view at Daytona with the Shockmaster? Oh, that Clash of the Champions, yeah. He called me uh, the next day, and I, I lived in Daytona, and uh, he invited me for breakfast, and I talked with him. Do you know? Do you know but, why he called? Do you know why he was calling you? Oh yeah, he talked, you know, about ideas, and then uh, he asked me, "Would I like to come?" And I said, "Yeah, but I have a Japanese deal I can't give up right now." So I think about three months later, or four months later, after I finished my Japanese deal, I went. Is it FMW? Uh, yeah. So I guess as the story goes, Dusty had told him to call you because he said, I need guys, you know, guys that know heat, guys that, you know, they actually know what they're doing, have good booking philosophy. So it looks like Dusty had recommended him to you or, oh. or vice versa, you to him. That's nice of Dusty. Dusty and I always got along. Oh, I didn't know that you didn't, you weren't aware of that. Yeah, it was Dusty that no, told I, him to call you. I thought Flair was, but... I'm glad to hear it was Dusty. Yeah, that Eric had had said that that Dusty was basically telling him like, "Hey, you need uh, you know guys that know what they're doing around here. The guys that were here before, you know, they got you know the Watts and the different guys. You know, they got us into some trouble." Well, that was very nice of Dusty. When you first met Eric, what was like your first impressions? Are you like, "Wow, this is a young kid," or what did you think? I thought he was really energetic. I thought 
he was very bright and he caught on very quickly really quick and like i said he could judge talent pretty good as soon as he got the job pretty good more than pretty good very good did you know his background in the awa and stuff or did yes, you know I anything did. about him yeah i did i did what did you think about that? So, because it's almost like, wow, he was, he, you know, he was in the AWA. He's working behind the scenes. At first, he was just a salesman, and and the way he got in to become an announcer was basically he was trying to sell the Ninja Star Wars. He's doing some sales. Um, I know guys like to joke around. He's working on the food truck. You know, they, you know, stupid jokes like that, or he's getting coffee. But what did you think, though? It's almost like um, a huge leap from where he was in AWA as an as an announcer and backstage to where he was in WCW. It was a huge jump, but you got to also realize, look who Vince poached out of the AWA. Hogan, Schultz, uh, the Rockers, right? Heenan, mm-hmm. uh, Oakland. Heenan, Oakland. I mean, he, uh, Ventura. Yep. Jumper Jim Brutel. Yeah. There's, there's so many guys. Eventually, Ken Resnick, you know, like he just was taking everybody that was a part of AWA at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that gives Eric the advantage, like of where he came from in AWA? That's yes. Kind of- yes. He saw good, solid stuff. He saw, oh, how Hogan blew that place apart. With AWA, you think like that's uh, basically um, a leg up on when you come from AWA, you, the learning curve, if you will. Yeah, you know, it was a very successful territory. And I think Eric saw the mistakes they made on the on their demise, saw how an unbelievable draw that Hogan was, but he also saw me, Gene, and the host of guys we just mentioned. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
So he would also be with AWA when he was working behind the scenes. He would also do like some syndication. He you know, he was doing other stuff behind the scenes to kind of develop his knowledge or, or you know get more acquainted with wrestling business. I know people see him in front of the camera and they think that was it, but he apparently was helping editing and doing a, a bunch of other things behind the scenes to learn the business more. Yeah, Eric was a go-getter. I mean, he's been successful at almost everything he tried. I don't know anything he wasn't successful at. And uh, Eric, I've heard different people say different things about Eric, but Eric is a good person. And I say that because he was very good to me in a couple of situations. And I saw him be very good to other people. But he had uh, a very difficult job. You know, I mean, he was, he was a workaholic when he was at WCW. I mean, they, they wanted results. And then when he got results, they wanted bigger results. So, I mean, he, he really, everything he touched just about clicked. He also had a tryout for WWF, which is funny. That was available, I think, on his DVD. He had a tryout for them. And he basically is trying to sell you a, a broom or a mop or something. It's funny to see him in, you know, 1990, whatever it was, uh, at, at a tryout for WWF of all places. Yeah, and I think they did that just to give him the needle, don't you? I don't know. I, I was thinking that too, but apparently a bunch of other people were saying the same thing. Like sometimes Vince will hand you a pen and you have to you have to sell the pen. Like a lot of weird, like old school selling tactics, but you're an announcer. And then he's like, well, you're also a salesperson if you're an announcer, pal. So I don't know. I was thinking they were needling him, but I'm not sure. Maybe not. Maybe not. The pen, isn't that uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, I think so, right? Didn't yeah, they do the same yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sell the pen. And you know who we gave the pen to, Brett? I mean, uh, Leo? Leo. You know who we gave the pen to, don't you? No, who? The guy that was the Wolf of Wall Street, the real guy. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. So when 91 rolls around, of course, AWA is done. Bischoff goes to WCW. Supposedly, Greg Gagne gave him a little bit of a, you know, um, gave him a good reputation, gave him a, a bit of a, a you know, a little check mark on the resume to kind of help him get there. But he's only a C show announcer at that point, really working for Shivani and kind of working behind Jim Ross. What did you think? I know you were there kind of in and out sporadically in WWE, but were you there at all when he was the C string announcer? Uh, I, I had a few, I made some shots for them when I was in between Japan a couple of times. I thought he was great looking announcer and he wanted to learn and uh again he had you know some people just have that it quality eric had that black hair uh like a male model's body he had this great smile and he knew how to get eat when he does get the position Basically, he becomes the executive producer first. So technically, he's not really in charge of, of anything but the TV end. When he gets that position over Jim Ross and Shervon, do you think there was a lot of heat there? 
I'm sure there was. I mean, uh, I'm sure they thought they were the running a lot more than Eric was. I assume that. I may be wrong. But I mean, why, why do you think they went with him over those two? Is it that what you were kind of saying before, that they don't want to fall in the pattern of the wrestling guys doing the wrestling uh, thing, making the same decisions? Here's what I think. And I'm again, I may be wrong, but I think you hit upon it. I think that when Watts was there, he was so outlandish. You know, you heard about him pissing off the balcony, carrying a gun, the Hank Aaron fiasco. I mean, I think they thought, whoa, this guy isn't tainted yet. And he doesn't carry himself as a wrestler. Now, this isn't a knock of Shivani or, or Jim, but they might have said, oh, these guys have been around it, and maybe they're taking it. And they weren't, far from it. But he was the fresh face. And they probably, you know, he had no, uh, he had no sins on his report card yet. So they probably said, we need not to get back into this position and have a fiasco with a wrestling person. That's the old rumor that JR and Watts were too closely associated. So there was no way he was getting the job after Watts because they thought they were just going to get another Watts, even though they wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean... Uh... It's exactly, you're exactly right. J.R. learned a lot from Bill. But he's much more diplomatic. And a better politician than Bill was. But like you said, when they saw Bill Watts, usually he was with Jim, or Jim was with Bill. So they probably said, now, you know, it's a chip off the old block. We don't need that. What was Eric like at that point politically? Was he, you know, hip to that scene yet or was he not political at all? I don't think he was political at all, but him not being political probably helped him a lot. see that because they were too used to the old guard the old way yeah. of doing things yeah yeah when you get uh brought in and and like you, he's there are you seeing that there's an issue with like bill shaw the president bob do who's like the, the vice president was there problems with those guys at all or were they they were dead set on on eric being the guy and letting him make the decisions i believe they were dead set on making eric the man letting him do all the decisions. Did you have any sort of relationship with Bob Dew? Just to say hello. Yeah. He never interfered in WCW, really? No. No. What about Bill Shaw? Any relationship with Bill? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a good relationship with Bill, but Bill at that time also was handling all of Ted's properties around the the United States. So he his plate was full. And I think he was just glad to have somebody fresh in there that didn't have that looked like a businessman that acted 
TV person, new TV, like you said, he learned how to edit stuff and could talk their language and wasn't abrasive like the rest of the wrestlers. When you look at Bischoff in 94, I mean, he's kind of coming into his own, but he goes from essentially the executive producer, which means all the TV end. Then he becomes the senior vice president and, and the executive vice president. So that means now he's in charge of all of WCW. Is that is that a big shift? Because it seems like a lot more responsibility than just in, in charge of the TV end. Now you're in charge of the whole company. Well, he was almost in charge as soon as it took over. I think... Uh, he had to run some figures by the North Tower to get things approved at first, but then they took him at his word. What a person worth. When he does take over, he makes a big move with Disney MGM Studios and, yeah. and MGM Grand in Orlando, Florida, basically saying, guys, every time we go out on the road, we lose money. And they're, they're suggesting, the guys before him are saying, no, you should go on the road more often. He said, no, we need to do the home base. What did you think about that move to do the home base down at Disney MGM? Oh, it was great for the guys. It was great for everybody. You know what I mean? You go to the same place every day. You're out at the same time about. And, uh, you know, you stay in a nice hotel and you're in Florida. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs> That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The thing is, to me, it's like, wow, you're really getting a different perspective, a different look on things. Because no old school wrestling guard would have said like, oh, Disney MGM, that's a good relationship. Like, I don't think they would have thought of it. I think they would have just continued on losing money, doing all these shows everywhere else. I think you're right. And I don't know if anybody else could have closed the deal but Eric. You know what I mean? Let's go to Watts. He would have been demanding. You know, and then, uh, you know, Ole might have said the wrong thing. Showed his ass. But Eric, I mean, if going back, you know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. 
They made the right decision. That was the guy to put out front. He looked the part. He looked like a TV executive. He knew how to handle himself with him. The Ken Doll lookalike, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That Scott Hall used to always call him Ken Doll yeah. lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, WCW is going to make a, a great move there with Disney MGM. Having that brand next to their brand makes it look good. So then, to put it over the top, you need another top brand, and that brand is just one guy, but his brand is Hulk Hogan. How does that all come about? How does the Hulk story, and do you play a role in bringing in Hulk? No, I didn't. Uh, I think this is when Hogan was doing the Thunder in Paradise. And I think Hogan ran into Eric, or Eric went over to see him on a set, because he came over the dressing room one day. And I think that was Eric saying in his head, I know what he did in AWA. I know what he did in WWE. Why can't he do it here? And let's face it, we did take off when Hogan came. Big time. Yeah. And we made national press with that. You know, kind of turned the tide a little because everything else was when there was, if a guy did in a baseball game, if a guy uh, took a hard slide and he landed on his back, They'd say, oh, it looks like a WWF move. And then, you know, when Hogan came over, it was WCW. Eric also did great things like to get us national publicity. You know, he took quarter page ads out in the sports section on USA Today when the USA Today meant something. Yep. And usually the guys that are the disc jockeys and the guys in the radio, the sports radio guys, they would always have the papers with them, and then they would open it up and say, oh, WCW's in town or whatever. Like It, it would just it helped it along just a little bit more. Yes, it did. And uh, I think Eric leaned on Hogan, too, to get the contacts of the TV, uh, local TV stations to get them on in an interview or the DJs, or, you know, he had a massive reach in the entertainment business. So, I mean, would have Watts have done that? Probably not. You know, so Eric was, came out of the shoot really strong. And even as a fan, I remember back then, I loved WCW before Hogan, but once he got in, it's like, wow, they're the number one game in town, just mentally thinking that because he's the biggest star of all time. So once you have that, and, and I'm saying that, all the casual fans are thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When Hulk gets there, obviously creative control comes to part. Is Eric involved with Hulk more so than other guys because of the name because of creative control, because of everything that comes with Hulk? Is, is he, like, basically tied to him for life kind of thing? Yeah, because there were a lot of uh, deals done because of Hogan and Hulk 
would bring them to Eric. And Eric would, you know, lead Hulk in there, lead the charge. Here you have a TV executive with Hulk Hogan. Pretty good one-two punch. Yeah, and even like the action figures and all the other branding and everything and the licensing that comes with it, that's huge because he steals some stuff away from WWF, essentially. I mean, they stopped making toys for a little bit because, hey, you don't have Hogan anymore? Where Hogan goes to money, as as it's on the, on uh, your buddy Robbie uh, would yeah. say on that, that, that TV show about the, the, the action figures that was on Netflix. Yeah, it was uh, Toys That Made Us, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was almost like, wait, you don't have Hogan? They have Hogan? Oh, we're going to go wherever Hogan goes. That, that's where the money goes. Yeah. And they, I mean, it was like when Brady went to the Buccaneers and they won the Super Bowl the first year. It changed the perception. Yep. You know, maybe Belichick wasn't doing all the work. Right. Yeah. Look at them ever since. Right. Yeah. When you look at Eric, he has totally changed the perception of WCW because look, Disney, Hogan, it ju it just it's a production value, and I think a lot of people know the production value went up. It seemed like he was investing more into that end of it, so it just seemed like WCW was was getting better in a lot of different facets, thanks to him, and thanks to him taking it in a different direction than they've ever taken it before. Yeah, and the other thing is, I listen to Hulk. I believe on the production. I'm sure that. They had talks about bringing the production value up, and Eric didn't back down at all. If Hogan, because he knew that Hogan knew how to draw money, and it took good production. And in 1995, WWE turned a profit. I mean, that was the first time they've turned a profit probably ever up until that point. So that's pretty huge news because. You know, they weren't able to do that before. All of a sudden, you got a new fresh face in there. He's making the company money. Yeah, yeah. And he added a lot of high-priced guys. Too many high-priced guys, you think? No, because he made money for the company for the first year. Who is responsible for, for like helping him bring in Hogan and Savage and guys like that? Is that Flair? It probably was Rick, yeah. I would assume it would be Rick. But I think um, maybe Eric would say, what do you think about Rick? What do you think about Hogan? I'm talking to him. Oh, he'd be great. But uh, I think it was a match as soon as Hulk and Eric met. Hulk wanted to get back in the business. He saw a guy that he knew was ambitious. He knew he was a go-getter. Hulk knew he wasn't going to sit in the office. Him, meaning Hulk, wasn't going to sit in the office and do all the work. He'll go out and make all the towns you need him to make all the appearances, but he wasn't going to sit down in an office. So Eric took up that leg of the work to get everything the towns. He hired Zane Bresloff from WWF, uh, who Zane knew every building in the country along with Gary Juster. And 
you know, we always talk about Hogan being the one, but I don't think that it would have gotten over like it did without Eric. And not trying to knock Hulk at all because he's the biggest star in the history of the business. He didn't have Eric in that same role at uh, TNA. And it didn't work like it worked at WCW. So I just think that it was the perfect timing too. Hulk had gone away for a long enough time that the people really missed him. For sure. And then also you put Hulk on top of that. Then he creates Nitro. And the story was he kind of was saying to Ted Turner, like, hey, you know, Ted wanted to compete with Vince. He's like, well, let's just go head to head on Nitro. And everyone thought that was a crazy idea. Nobody would have thought of that. And it worked, obviously, for, for many, many years. Like 83 weeks of dominance was really two years plus of absolute dominance. Almost put WWF out of business. Nitro was was a ingenious idea. They beat him the first week. Yep. The first week. Yeah. What so, did you uh, think though? Did you think Nitro was going to be that successful? Or you think, oh, this is crazy. Again, things lined up. They were at their weakest point. They had gotten into some really bogus characters. And uh, we had the biggest star in the wrestling business, and soon we're going to have a lot more. And we had Flair, we had Sting, we had Vader, we had a you know great crew, Ron Simmons, a host of others. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you look at it with Bischoff beating WWF and beating Vince, obviously you're booking the show, so you you get a bit, pretty good handle on what's going on over there. Nobody else has ever beaten Vince. You know, really, his dad was the top promoter too. So you could say nobody ever beat his dad either. So it's like decades and decades of dominance. Pretty shocking that Bischoff, of all people, you know, comes out of nowhere, so to speak, really comes from the AWA, C string announcer. Then they put him in charge. I mean, he's the only guy ever to beat Vince. 
that's insane. Vince is now retired, so no one will ever beat him, period. So that's pretty insane if you look at it. Again, Eric didn't have the channels in his brain dug. He was fresh in the head. He would look at things and analyze them and not say, oh, well, that worked before. We'll do it again. No. You know, like the thing about the NWO when he went to Japan and saw that angle. So what did you think, though, about the NWO? Did you think that was going to work immediately? I mean, awesome idea. Obviously, probably the greatest idea ever, (laughs) if you think about it. I remember he called me, Arn, and I think Ric Flair out on the balcony and told us at the CNN Center, in uh, the balcony office, uh, uh, office and told us what he was going to do. And I thought, this is ingenious because they just came off that TV. No one thinks they left. And it's what everybody wanted to see, WCW against WWF. And you couldn't have done it with two better guys than Kevin or Scott because they played the role so well. And what a crazy, awesome idea. The timing of the contracts of Hall and Nash, it just absolutely worked perfectly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The stars lined up. What were the contracts a week apart, right? Yeah, about a week or two apart. Yep, pretty nuts that that, that it was able to work out like that. Yeah. Yep. And then obviously convincing Hogan to be the third member of the NWO and turn heel, that's what really set it off beyond belief. Yeah. Eric, idea, your idea? What? Eric, idea or your idea, really, to turn him heel? I kept him at my house the night before. I've told you that story, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. There was not going to be a third man, in my mind, anyway. Was Eric on board with that just from the start? Uh, Yeah, but a lot of people tried to get to Eric. But... Eric saw what was happening too. A lot of people were turning their head when they were booing Hulk as a babyface. And to me, it was set off in Chicago. He came out all in black with a black bandana on, a black cross. You remember that? Yes. The whole building was booing him. Yep. And Mean Gene turned and said, You can see how solemn this building is tonight. He caught the interception, man. You know what I mean? He ran it back for a touchdown. And I said, if they're booing them in Chicago, they're booing them in Kansas City, they're booing them in Amarillo, they're booing them in Boston, they're booing them in uh, Kennyport, Maine, you know, Kennybunkport, Maine. Uh, It was time. It was time. When you look at it, okay, you got the NWO, you guys rocking and rolling. Did you think, like, holy shit, we're, we're killing Vince? Or did you not even really pay attention to it? Because the rumor is always that Eric paid attention to that, and, and he lived, and he and he loved it, and he thrived on that. Everybody knew. Everybody knew it. Tuesday, I think it was 2.30, 3.30, we got the ratings. Everybody knew as soon as those ratings came out. Eric, did he get a little cut too cocky, maybe? No, I don't think so. Hey, uh, 
what you're doing is fabulous as he was doing. You have a right to be a little cocky. You know what I mean? For sure. What yeah. did you think when Eric becomes Easy E, becomes a part of the NWO, becomes a character? I obviously he wasn't an announcer for, but now he's playing a heel character on TV. Did you like that or not like that? Well, how can you not like it? Because he fit in with those guys so good. You know, I, I always say about the Hogan, Nash, and Hall, and then X-Pac, to me, you can never leave X-Pac out. Because he's the only guy in two groups that are in the Hall of Fame, right? Yep. And I think Flair might be as well. Oh, well, oh that's right. Yeah. No, Horseman no, himself. Rick is by himself. Oh, true, true. Two groups. Yeah. Yes, true, yeah. true. Yep. And uh, the other thing is that he just fit the perfect foil for them. Here you have these monsters, and then you have X-Pac, who can work incredibly. Then you have Eric running his mouth. Looks like a million dollars, but he would be the guy that made the mistakes, you know what I mean? And get himself in trouble, but they would save him. It was perfect. He did a great job. Man, what a great character he was. He says it, and I know a lot of other people said it too. Vince saw him playing a heel over there. He's like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll bring out my my McMemphis character back again. Like, everyone kind of says, like, he was the original Vince on TV playing that heel, you know, authority figure. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Think about how good Eric was at that position. They brought in the Million Dollar Man. And Eric overcame that you know what i mean and that's no disrespect to ted but eric was fresh and teddy coming in he didn't have the impact of those guys because he wasn't working back then yeah so eric played the perfect foil and uh you you can't I mean, you cannot knock what he did. I mean, it was probably the, at that time, it was probably the most magical time in the business. Because everybody was watching wrestling. Yeah. Yep. The ratings were through the roof. It was crazy how many people yeah. watched wrestling at that I, point. Yep. I mean, I heard a story that, I don't know if it's true, but the NFL went to Vince and WCW and said he, uh, they would pay them X amount of dollars if we wouldn't run on Monday night during football. Wow, really? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that they were kicking football's ass. Not anymore, obviously, but they were yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about him wrestling? Because obviously he had the feud with Flair, and Flair was saying how much of a heat magnet that Bischoff was. Did you like him wrestling, Flair? Yeah, because... The way they got into it, they built it right. You know what I mean? And I think, too, there was some legitimate heat on Rick's side. And that showed with Rick. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. It gave him, I'll show you I can still perform. And he still can because he's just at a match. But, I mean, it, it, it gave Rick life. 
Yep, big time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you yeah. think, though, like as far as when did the wheel start coming off for Bischoff? Because 98, you guys are still profitable. Obviously, 96 and 97, where you guys were kill it, kicking ass. But 98, it starts to fall off a little bit. I know Goldberg is there and, and the Georgia Dome. And it obviously still had some, some big stars and some big moments. But then the wheels start falling off, and the Attitude Era, Austin and The Rock, and Vince himself, and, and Foley, uh, DX, Undertaker, and the crew, they start kicking ass. What do you think kind of – was it just WWE was on the downturn and WWF was on the upswing? Like What, what led to the downturn? Mike, Mike Tyson. Simple as that. The Obviously, Steve Austin, WrestleMania 14, yeah, Mike yeah. Tyson involved, yeah. yes. Yeah, everybody thought they were going to get into a fight. You remember the great pull-apart they had? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The next day I go and I see Kevin. I said, water's cold, huh? It's up to our knees. I knew what they were going. When everything is going on as far as, like, they start getting all the momentum, how is Bischoff? Is he starting to lose a little bit? Because the story is he's really kind of fed up with the North Tower at this point because, you know, AOL time orders come in and all these other changes and, and uh, standards and practices all of a sudden is getting involved more and more. What it was his, like, uh, demeanor like back then? Was he losing it? No, Eric wasn't losing it, but he was frustrated. Imagine turning a company around like he did. And now people want to tell you what to do. I'm sure when he went over the North Tower, guys were giving him angles to do. You know, why don't you get a kangaroo? (laughs) (laughs) Or a Key Lago rat, you know? Have you ever seen one? No, thank God. You know, they look like a miniature kangaroo, but they're only about a foot high. They got a pouch and they jump too. So, yeah. And they're endangered. Uh, yeah, I mean, can you imagine the gall of those people? Tell Eric, who's dr- has ratings they couldn't put ten shows together to get one rating that Nitro had. Saturday night was the highest rated show besides Nitro. You know, back then, and 
they're telling him what they, he should do. They should have been kissing his ass as soon as you walked in the office, keeping them jobs. Right? I mean, he was making the money in 95, 96, 97, 98. Obviously, the wheels start falling off in 98, and then 99 is, is, becomes really bad. Goldberg loses at the end of 98, and the figure poke of doom. I mean, all the creative decisions, but financially, you guys are losing money, losing ratings, so it's starting <laughs> to fall off. But before then, Obviously, they shouldn't have kind of messed around and touched because you could tell he's starting to get frustrated with them. Yeah, ninety nine's rolling in. I'm going to tell you where I think it went. Harvey Schiller, president of sports, Turner Sports, Olympic Committee too. Yep. Have you ever watched the Dream Team? Yes. You know, Harvey Schiller's name is brought up. Michael Jordan or Charles Barkley, I don't know which one said, I like to punch that Harvey Schiller right in the mouth on the bus. Do you remember that? Yes. So he comes in and he, he's telling Eric what to do. And, you know, he had these mind games. Uh, I guess, you know, the uh, lead soldiers they have in England, very ornate. Yep. Be a guy on a horse, and the horse would be on the back of his feet. He'd bring people to dinner, and he asked them what it meant. How do I know what a, a horse means? You know what I mean? He had all these goofy mind games. And he started, uh, I think, encroach on Eric's. Uh, <laughs> I always thought there was the North Tower, and then there was us. I think he wanted a grab some of Eric's thunder. So when that happens, and especially when you've been doing as high level that Eric was doing it, it kind of gets into your head that who is this guy? Yeah, he's a, runs that North Tower and he he had the big he was the big kahuna of everything. Who is he trying to tell me and mock me and all this shit? So I could see how Eric would get uh, disillusioned. And then as 99 rolls along, you guys are really starting to fall out of it. But, you know, relying on the Hogan Savage, DDP, staying, you know, the older guys, Piper, Nash, Flair, et cetera. Then the celebrities, Master P, Kiss, uh, Megadeth, Chad Brock, uh, Rodman comes back. Uh, I mean, it, it's a lot of things he's just trying to throw at the wall, but a lot of the old guys and not necessarily pushing some of the new guys. That was some of the complaints, but you could tell. You know, the, the wheels turn to fall, but you could tell maybe he's not as focused, not as into it. Maybe he wanted to quit uh, before he ends up getting fired, but it just seemed like it wasn't the WCW that, that he created or that you helped him create. Here's what's so crazy about that. Nobody was there to give him a suggestion when it was shit. As soon as he was popping fives and sixes, they all were geniuses on the other side. Mm, right. And then Javi Schiller comes in and wants to tell Eric what to do. Come on. So in 99, he gets fired September 10th. Then what happens is they end up bringing in Russo. Then they end up bringing him back in April to work with Russo. Then he obviously that whole thing happens with Hogan at Bash the Beach. He kind of quits for a while. Then he's getting a group together in 2000, 2001 to buy WCW and try to take it over. And obviously they sell to Vince, but that's kind of the end of WCW and the end of your run with him and WCW. It started out you know, good, 
then went great and then kind of fell off the cliff and, and didn't end up obviously where he wanted it. But I don't know if you could put all that on him. A, a lot of that right oh, has to no, go on to, to no. North Tower. A lot of it went to the North Tower. They were always kind of threatening that they were going to take the hour, you know, Nitro away. Uh, you know, it gets frustrating when you're successful like he was and people still don't appreciate you. Yep. So I can understand, but I know one thing. Eric was very, very good to me, and I appreciate him. And sometimes we better heads, but he was always good to me. And he's a very, very good human being. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. When you look at Bischoff and, and you look at his time in, in, in WCW and just really, although, you know, you can count his TNA stuff, you can count his awesome work as the GM of WWE, WWF, when he came in and was there, obviously the WWE Hall of Famer. I mean, he, I mean, he's done a, a lot of stuff post WWE, but what do you think all encompassing? What do you think his legacy is or his stamp is? Because the um, the WCW profits crazy. What he was able to do and change that that business model and that brand and just the perspective, the perception of WCW plus the NWO plus Nitro plus you know he changed the pay per view model that they copied today. He created a three hour wrestling show that Raw copied. I mean, there's so many things that he created and copied that people are forgetting. What do you think his legacy is? Obviously, NWO is a big part of it, and Nitro, but what do you think it is? He beat Vince. The only guy ever to beat Vince, by the way. Yep. yep. So, what, what would you say if somebody said, hey, how was that Eric Bischoff? You know, like, what's the, what's the thought process? Like, what, what do you think about him? I think he was a genius. And again, I always got, Eric was always cool with me, and I I got paid a lot of money by Eric, and I really appreciate what he did for me. He is a WB Hall of Famer, obviously. He, oh, has, yeah. he had success there. You think that that's a, a, a good thing to, to kind of, you know, not just revel on him talking about all the, all the things he did on TV, but getting recognized for it by, by being a WB Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Because there's no WCW Hall of Fame. He deserves it. He had a lengthy run as a television producer as well. Obviously, a bunch of films. He's still working on films and TV and stuff. Not as much as he used to. But, you know, he had a bunch of good, successful shows. I know Bischoff Hervey Entertainment was uh, successful for a while. So he did some stuff outside of wrestling and, you know, made a decent chunk of change, obviously. Yeah, obviously. He's doing very well. I'm glad for him. Got a very nice family, too. What's your relationship like with him today? Every time I see him, it's very nice, very cordial. We laugh and joke, and he's he, uh, same like it was when I worked for him. So as far as Bischoff and just looking at it, he is still kind of around the business because he'll pop up on WBTV and even pop up on AEW TV once in a while. Probably not anymore because I know he had some issues with Tony Khan, but it's pretty cool seeing him on Turner network after all those years and it's pretty cool seeing him pop up uh, on wb television once in a while too right i mean that's pretty yeah. cool yeah yeah 
Yep, it is. I'm glad to see him. So I got to mention the book, Grateful. He's got another book. He, he used to have a New York Times number one bestseller called Controversy Creates Cash. Obviously, that was a WWE book. But his new book, Grateful, uh, looks like it's going to be pretty good. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good seller as well. I don't know if you want to check that one out as well. I sure will. So let's hit the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. Follow Kevin on Instagram at Taskmaster Talks. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com. I visit the Kevin Sullivan store. Kevin, what else you got going on? I'm going to be in Vegas Friday. Uh, it's an all woman show, Woman of Wrestling. And uh, uh, I'm going to be meeting with uh, the Mayweather families involved in it. So this should be interesting. Well, what are you doing for them? I'm just uh, watching the show and giving my critique. They're flying oh. tomorrow morning. So Nice. How did that all come about? Uh, Tom Lance. I've worked for Tom on and off for a few years, and he put together an all-girls show, and uh, he got in business with them, and they asked, is somebody you can recommend to watch the show and give us some hit pointers, and it got me. Awesome. Wow. Good job. Uh, nice job. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. But yeah. that's be pretty cool. The woman of wrestling. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next sure. week for little Taskmaster Talks. Kevin Sullivan. See you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.